Hello there, I'm Tav and Ellen, and welcome to OK So Here's One, a podcast celebrating street jokes. You know what a street joke is? A turtle and a bat go into a bakery, that sort of thing. Street jokes are wonderful, and every episode we invite our guests to come on and tell us their favorite street joke. Uh, and this is a good one because our guest and I both have different approaches to the same scenario that elicit our particular street jokes in this video. It's going to be confusing, but you'll see why. Our guest this episode is Kyle Gordon. He's a musical comedian who does stylized songs, which are both great and hilarious, as is he. He is wonderful. You'll be able to see why he's funny uh, in a moment. Uh, his album, Kyle Gordon is Great, is out November 10th. You can pre-order it now. There are links in the show notes to do so. So now, without further ado, please welcome Kyle Gordon. What are the dogs? What do you got? Lulu and Didi. They are uh, Westy and Scotty. Oh, sweet. There is, there, there's something so great and complimentary about your name and dog choice. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny. So uh, the white one is a Westy. That's my girlfriend's dog, mm-hmm. Lulu. And then the Didi is uh, three months and he's a uh, Scotty puppy. Okay. And uh, named him after Didi Ramon from the Ramones. Beautiful. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So even better. It's good that you didn't do, name it after Joey because he's a prick. Um, <laughs> Johnny. Johnny's the worst one of all. Johnny. Oh, God. And who was yeah. the last one? Zeppo? Who was the last yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harpo, <laughs> Zeppo, Ramon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Groucho. Groucho. Abbott and Costello, Ramon. Right. <laughs> it's it's all about Villian comics. You know. yeah, Shecky yeah. Green, Lamont, Ramon, and yeah. <laughs> So where uh, here's the other question. This is this is all just video Patreon content. What the hell is that beautiful thing behind you? The white thing. That's a that's a over that's a sealed in fireplace, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. And, uh, I know. I, I this I this is Brooklyn, uh, the height of luxury in Brooklyn. I got the exposed brick, beautiful, the fake fireplace, mm-hmm. uh, and we're about to move out. So oh shoot! Yeah, this is a. Uh, a last glimpse, the last the world will ever see. <laughs> <laughs> we have an exclusive here on O Show. Yeah, truly. Exclusive. <laughs> if you want to see the hovel, the absolute, just compact, fake brick, uh, walled in, cat carrier in the background uh, apartment. That is, is that a cat carrier or a dog carrier? That's for your dogs, right? Dogs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah really how the other half lives. Exactly. Right. Yes. Poor, poor Kyle. Right. This this is what the New York elite look like. <laughs> exactly. This is they. <laughs> Truly. Um, uh, how do uh, so? Uh, where are you moving to? Not nearby. I'm still New oh. York liberal elite scum. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> so where where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Westchester County, so it's just okay. north of uh, just north of New York City. Right. Okay. And so. Probably. So when, so when for you did, uh, did comedy start? When did this whole thing begin? Yeah. So probably, uh, I actually went to college in Ohio, uh, right okay. outside of Columbus, Ohio. And I, you know, I think I, like a lot of people when I was like a junior and senior, mm-hmm. in, even by that time, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And the thought of doing comedy, I had no conception of how you even start right uh and so i went to i I was staying over the summer one year at college for like a research project Mm -hmm. and i just was bored and i was like i just googled Uh, like open mic columbus sure and i did uh an open mic at the uh columbus funny bone Mm -hmm. uh which funny enough is where um matt reif who's like the 
biggest comedian in the world now, mm-hmm. uh, or one of them. Um, I remember he was kind of just starting there around the same time. This would have been like 2013. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, that what, that was my first time doing it. It's on YouTube. It's horrifically terrible. I'm doing like <laughs> terrible. Like ant- we'll have it in the show notes. We'll have it yeah, in the show notes. <laughs> you can find it. Yeah. Uh, and so after that, I was like, you know what? All right, I'm going to give it a shot. Move to New York City, mm-hmm. and um, you know, mostly was doing improv. Right. And then I kind of started developing like a solo uh, musical character mm-hmm. thing, and that's kind of what took me where i am now right now the uh the funny bone in in new in um in columbus i've actually been at oh really yes i actually perform there um sorry i'm just it's telling me that something's not plugged in there we go um yes i performed there i showcased uh for i can't remember who the owner was at the time yeah i wasn't even high up to even get near anyone with any responsibility okay right like i was really the bottom of the barrel Uh uh-huh so i i showcased for him did well and said hey can i you know i you know we drove in from toronto and we're staying over so i was like might as well you know do another show and there's another one coming in so hey do you mind if i get on the second show he goes well you can if you want and uh it was uh, what they term an urban show. Oh, I see, I see. <laughs> right? How'd you do? Uh, not great, Bob. Um, <laughs> yeah, the uh, all the joy and and favor that I received from the first show was undone immediately <laughs> with the second show. Um, oh. And I'll, I'll have you know, I repeated that streak uh, in Cleveland last weekend. I love it. Ohio just building you up and tearing. Ohio is just oh yeah. So like, oh yeah, come on, Todd. Yeah, have this. Yeah, try try it a second time. See what happens. Just give it a shot. Um, we I I was um I was actually at in Cleveland, and at some point over the weekend we actually drove by Kent State, which is where the shootings happened. Obviously, like way back when, uh, which was the birthplace of Devo, which is where uh why I was in Cleveland. It was for a Devo convention. Yeah. yeah, I'm a huge and, Devo fan, so... Yeah. yeah. Well, you should go to this thing. It is nuts. It is so stupid. Um, sea of energy domes. Seas of them. Seas of them. <laughs> um, and in fact, I couldn't I couldn't actually wear mine because I brought it down. Uh, do you have one? This, uh, this is the first question I've ever... This is the first time I've ever asked this question on any of our shows. Kyle Gordon, do you own an energy dome? I, I feel... I feel terrible because I don't own one, but you're not crazy for asking. Okay. It's not with, out of the realm of possibility sure, that sure. I would have owned one. So it's just, it's really a random, it's a cool, it's a random coincidence that I don't. Right. Right, right, right. <laughs> so this is, this is like a, um, it's an archaeological dig of Devo, basically, like this crowd, because you've got like people walking around in yellow suits and the energy domes. And there's a couple of guys that dressed up like full on duty now for the future. Um, there was... Two guys dressed up as Jihad Jerry and the uh, and the uh, evildoers. Um, oh yeah, in the full uh, suit in the the Jerry Casale project. Um, yeah. Like it's one of those things where you think you're doing good and you look over and go, oh fuck. I mean, look at yeah that. Right. Yeah. The bar's got to be set. I, I would love to see some full spuds, like full right. potatoes walking around. There was that. There was. There was. There, okay, I'm glad. Okay. To be okay. To be fair, I, uh, there's a guy who had a puppet. He had a potato puppet with an energy dome on it that would just wave at people. And I just went, that guy, it, there's no way he's not neurodiverse. There is no, <laughs> there is no way. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's hard to not get that. I mean, I would say like over 50% of the band probably fall, falls into that category. Correct. Imagine the yeah, yeah, yeah. fan base is not going to fall. The uh-huh. apple doesn't fall far from the tree. No, it does not. It does not. It is, it is a marvelous collection of weirdos that all show up. And it's all different bands doing some original stuff. They had like one full tribute cover band that opened the whole thing. And they did all of the third album, uh, do, uh, Freedom of Choice. It was fantastic. But the night before the Thursday... I landed a show at, um, it was in the water. I don't know if you've ever been to Cleveland. It was in the Waterloo Arts District. Yeah, yeah. I've been to Cleveland. I'm not, my geography is is limited, but but yeah. It's even worse for me because first time I was there. Um, The one thing I duly noted when I was doing the show is uh, I'm the only white person on the lineup. (laughs) (laughs) And so, uh, and there were a couple of white people. It was mainly a black room, mainly a black female room. It did that set and it went great, like like better than I could ever expected. My friend Pat that I was down with, he was in the room and he was like, that didn't suck. That was great. You know, it's a, it's a high praise. But then um, everyone was running off to do this open mic and my buddy Pat, who should have been the voice of reason going, hey, you've already done one. What are you doing? He's like, no, nah, let's go. Let's do it. And like, fuck, OK. And got there and uh, the rooms were not getting any whiter as I went to them. And, uh, that did that not anyone really did smoking hot, like a couple, a couple did, but like, I was kind of like very middle. And it was one of those things where everyone's kind of getting their cameras out just to see, is he going to say it? He's going to slip and he's going to say it. He's going to say it. He's heard it all night. He's going to say it. He's going to say it. He's going to say it. Let's I didn't say it. Okay. Next time, you know? Yeah. And I think if you had probably the whole world would have known. So I would have, yeah, yeah. I would have mm-hmm. been like, Oh, that's that guy. Right. That's that guy. Cleveland. I'm the N-word guy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. Not that N-word, that, that N-word guy, the other N-word guy. Yeah, right. The new N-word guy. Yeah, we know all of them. So. Right. <laughs> um, so what, so uh, did you, so you start performing in, 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 in Ohio, in Columbus. Was it just the one club or were there open mics around? Like, how did you sort of like get, get, like get your toehold into this? Yeah. So, I mean, that's probably the, the first one I did was at the Funny Bone in Columbus. And then over the course of my senior year, maybe I did three or four. Okay. Because um, I was like still in school and just kind of schlepped to get from my school to Columbus. But right. yeah, I really started in earnest after I graduated and moved to New York and started doing improv. That's really my background. I, I never really was a stand up. Okay. Um, I started off doing, and it still really never, never did stand up. I started off doing improv and then sort of developed this solo show um, where I would do a bunch of characters and play like sort of musical parody sort of stuff. And, and right. that's kind of fun because that's what I've, I'm sort of getting back into now. I mean, it's always been my live act, but, you know, now over the past few years, people mostly know me from social media, um, like social media content that I do. Mm-hmm. But now it's kind of cool that I'm starting to put out more music and right. you know, the world is kind of starting to see you know, it's new for the world and for my fans online, but for people who've known me performing live, right. that's what I've been doing for years and years and years. Okay. So when, so when did this, so how, so how did you decide we're going to start doing more music? Like what, like what was the, what was the trigger for that? Because here, and, and I don't, I don't know what instrumentation you would use because there, there is, and we've had people on here that have, that have dispelled the myth of, of, of and I am, I am a fan of musical comedy anyway. But there is that moment for a lot of people that as soon as they see a comic arrive to the stage with a guitar, it's like, ah, here we go. 
percent. Uh, and they're not wrong. Right. They're not yes. wrong. Like, <laughs> and that's and it's kind of fun for me. It's like, you know, it's a blessing and a curse because mm-hmm. I completely understand and empathize. Like when I see someone come on with a guitar, I'm like, oh God, here we right, go. Right, right. Because yeah. I think a lot of, you know, uh in their defense, mm-hmm. like musical comedy at its worst is let's take a half-baked, not fully formed joke right. and I'm going to enhance it by setting it to music and people won't realize that this is a really half-baked, obvious, uh, not really well-constructed joke. Right. You know, yes. I'm going to do it for three minutes and yeah. I'm going to repeat the chord. You know, exactly. At its worst. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. And so I completely, you know, understand that impulse. You know, what I always tried to do with my comedy, like my sort of, like the the best, you know, it, to do it in my opinion <clears throat> is Christopher Guest. Ah, uh, beautiful. Yeah, like the Spinal Tap. Movie. Mm-hmm. People I know Spinal Tap. A Mighty Wind is, mm-hmm. is he, I like it more. Um, and what he was doing there, which I tried to emulate, was like the songs were direct parodies of a specific genre. Okay. So the humor in the lyrics are is directly related to not only the type of music you're playing, mm-hmm. but like the music is inherent to the comedy. Whereas yes. in a lot of musical comedy, it's like, yeah, like I said, let's take a shitty joke and tack it onto a random, like, you know, folk pop melody. Right, right, right. You know, like, uh, so, so I always wanted the music to be necessary. Otherwise, why am I fucking playing a guitar? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's um, it, yeah. it's funny it's funny you mentioned like that 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 structure because you're absolutely right. There's as as soon as someone shows up, as it's like when you're at a party, and then the barefoot guy sitting on the floor goes, "Hey, here's something. Let me just." And then he fights his way through 18 attempts to try and do um, "Stairway to Heaven," and it never yes. works. <laughs> right. But right. but there but there is that moment like like when you say you know anchoring it in in music or something and i'm gonna bring it back to devo but i'm also gonna do uh pull in weird al sure for age and darcy's a huge darcy knows where this is going because this is my only weird al story it's not even a story it's it's like an explanation i don't know why i was jazzing it up like this um when i as, as a as a teen nerd into devo out came Dare to be stupid by Weird Al Yankovic, and I got mad. I heard it once, and I went, "Fuck this guy!" Like you know, just petulant teenager just went, "Why are you making fun of all the shit I like?" Bam! And then it wasn't until like within the past few years, I think it was when Weird Al was doing his tours. Like you know what? Enough time has passed. You know, I I do enjoy the guy. I have watched UHF multiple times. I had VHS copies of it. Let's let's give him give him another chance. And I didn't realize that it was a love letter to Devo with so many things that like the true fan is like, oh, my God, that's from that song. And like, oh, he stole this and he moved this. And oh, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot for years. Um, do you are, are you able to to kind of apply that into a trade? Like if someone kind of knows like sort of the, the, the style of music or the or the or the song that's being covered or whatever, do you kind of sneak in sort of like the rich stuff? So they go, holy, there it is. There it is. Yeah, it's a good question because I find it's really a balance um, because like each, you know, what I try to do is like I try to parody a very specific genre that has a very clear, identifiable set of tropes. Right. But but I try by that. We mean dubstep. I understand. Yes. Of course. Dubstep and only dubstep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's horrific to listen to. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, it's my comedy can be described as violent. <laughs> <laughs> Not since Gallagher have we seen such ostentatiousness on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where the bar. I want to. I want to be a violent musical Gallagher. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, but um, yeah, I was saying. Um, yeah, I, I. Oh, yeah, I try to. Hat, like with each genre, there's these clear, identifiable set of tropes. Mm-hmm. And I try to strike a balance between, you know, making it so that a someone who is a knowledge, really knowledgeable and right. a fan of that genre of music mm-hmm. can enjoy it and appreciate it in the same way that you as a Devo fan can recognize right. that stuff in Weird Al. But on the other hand, I don't want to get so in the weeds that mm-hmm. I do want it to be accessible. So right. like I want it to like work on a level that someone who maybe only has an ambient sense of like, you know, for example, my next song that's coming out in two weeks, it's like a parody of like early 2000s, like a uh, girl boss country. So shout out to Canada. It's like very Shania Twain. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Had to give a shout. Yeah. But like Martina McBride, mm-hmm. McIntyre. Actually, that don't impress me much. <laughs> there we go. There we go. We're rolling. We're rolling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, the so for so that's the parody that genre is mm-hmm. the next song that's going to come out. But like you know, so I want it to be like the country fans and the people who really love that type of music. I think they'll, I hope they'll enjoy it. But then right. also people who are like, oh, I kind of remember that thing from twenty years ago. Right? Like, yeah, like, maybe I heard my mom kind of listening to it in the other room or something. Like, I want them to be able to enjoy it and not be like, what the. what so what makes you pick what makes you pick one particular style over another like 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 i i know when i when when you listen to other kind of like a like parody artists or like genre genre parody artists there's there's something there's some hook where you just go ah that's it or or it's music that they've loved forever and they just go hey finally i get the chance to do this what 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 how i guess is my question sure yeah so i think some of it is music that I love. Some of it is music that I'm just like fascinated by or I think is funny. I mean, for one thing, I, there needs to be like a, for me personally, like a clear genre structure with identifiable tropes that more than one act right. know, is, 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 is doing, right? Because like for me, if it's just one act, it's not as interesting as like a whole world that you can... So that like it, it, like finding all these different patterns like it's like this Venn diagram of all these different artists that in this genre that right. do the same things either musically mm-hmm. or even more importantly lyrically because you know with, with you know instrumental comedy is not the funniest thing in the world so, right <laughs> uh, like, you know just finding these like okay if folks. if there was instrumental comedy out there and there probably is you know. There are like they're even weirder than Devo. Like there's like their 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 fans are just like if you're standing beside them in a mall, you just go, get, oh, Lord, good yeah. nerd. The only thing I could think of is just it would have to just have a lot of fart sounds. Yes, that, yeah, yeah, like mm-hmm. just like fart covers of Bach or something. <laughs> or like, like the is it? Oh, I got one for. Oh, we're missing the most uh, jingle cats. Jingle cats. Jingle cats. Oh, maybe this was a Canadian-only thing. Uh, Kyle, allow me to to educate. Uh, Darcy, do you remember the Jingle Cats? Yes. 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 Jingle oh, okay. Cats was a Christmas compilation of all your holiday hits. 
sung by cats. <laughs> Not the actors in the musical Cats. Cats. Yes. <laughs> it came upon a midnight clear. Meow, 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 meow. Yes. That's, yeah. Meow, 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 meow. Yes. 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 All right. Mm-hmm. I love it. So we've discovered it. It's a, it's not a, it's a genre that exists. <laughs> yes. Okay. And not unlike dubstep comedy albums, unlistenable. Right. I mean, we're writing my next album and it is going to be pure <laughs> Just just meows and farts, the Kyle Gordon next release. <laughs> the Kyle Gordon story. <laughs> <laughs> Move didn't go well, eh? No, it did not. Meow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I swung for the fences. <laughs> so no, sorry. Getting getting back to the things like the 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 what like what tickles your fancy? Yeah. So I mean that's that's generally what I what I look for when I like try to find a, a genre that I find to be interesting to parody. But but you know sometimes uh, honestly like the music that I actually like love and like to listen to like I'm a huge Ramones fan. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, I mean there's I have not found anything. Like it hasn't really sparked anything in me to want to like do a Ramones parody. Right. One, because it's so, you know, that, that is so insular. Like mm-hmm. th- look, there are a lot of Ramones fans out there, Yes, but like that, having that accessibility to people who are like, Oh, I kind of remember that thing. It becomes so much more limited if you're parodying like one group. Um, right. And yeah, that's one way to say, um, yeah, it's always pretty random, I guess. Okay. So with the new album, which is called, um, uh, Kyle Gordon is a magnificent, what is it? What is it? Kyle Gordon is great. That's right. Uh, Kyle Gordon is great. Subtitle, uh, Meows and Farts. Meows and uh, Farts, parenthetical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, you, I don't know, uh, like, first of all, I love the, I love the audacity of that album title. Um, because that is one of those things, like when you're naming your album, you don't want to give anyone at like any reviewer, the hook of like, uh, always funny. Well, that isn't right. You know, like something like that. <laughs> Tom and Alan tells jokes. No, he doesn't. Okay. All right. Um, well, I, I kind of had backed myself into a corner because all my social media handles are Kyle Gordon is great. Beautiful. So, there you go. Yeah. I, I, I could, it was almost like, you know, fuck, I've already set the bar here. Exactly. You know, yeah. <laughs> I can't go back to uh, right. Kyle Gordon is doing his best. Yes. <laughs> Kyle Gordon, adequate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, yeah. Hey, if you if you have survived Twitter not turning on you for your Twitter handle, you're fine. Yeah. You're fine, right? Um, so, so, so with the new album... Uh, have you done all one style or uh, is it, is it, is it multiple to like, kind of like, like how, how would you describe this, this work? Yeah. So yeah, each song on the album is a wildly different genre. So uh, I've got dubstep, know, a, dubstep, please be dubstep, please <laughs> well, be dubstep, I mean, please be dubstep. I got m- m- closer than you'd think. So I, like <laughs> unfortunately much closer than you <laughs> Uh, I do, there's a, so the first song I released already called Plan of the Bass, mm-hmm. like a 90s Euro dance, mm-hmm. like style. Yes. So like Aqua, yep. you know, Real McCoy, that kind of stuff. That's right. Yeah. Um, I've got like a pop punk emo song. There's mm-hmm. like a traditional Irish song. I've got this Shania Twain-y type mm-hmm. song, um, a Bossa Nova song. Beautiful. 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it really runs the gamut. Right. So that must be like, like, what was your musical training behind all this? Because you can't like, I suck at one genre of music. Um, how do you not suck at 80? Like, like who said I don't suck? Okay. All right. Sure. Fair, <laughs> yeah. fair point. Fair point. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your no. publicist is going to eat the shit out of me because. <laughs> no, it's it, like, yeah. I mean, so it is kind of, you know, I, I play guitar, mm-hmm. I write my own songs. And what was cool about this is like, you know, I've been playing it, these songs, just me and my guitar, you know, live for many, many years. But, you know, what I did with this album is like I had written all these songs myself. But now I had full, like a full production and um, all these, um, you know, professional musicians, mm-hmm. studio musicians to sort of bring all these songs into full bloom and right. make them sound, you know, the, the pop punk song is going to sound like a pop punk song. Mm-hmm. The Bossa Nova song is really going to sound like a Bossa Nova song. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get like the Wrecking Crew and the right. studio musicians <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. to do that for you. <laughs> um, having just rewatched the re-release uh, of the IMAX version of Stop Making Sense. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I saw that came out, yeah. I look forward to seeing your stage show kind of become very compartmentalized. It's like, oh, wheel in the Bossa Nova guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, like... <laughs> like I'll or have uh, David Byrne like costume change. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. Beep, yep. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> it's that is. Uh, um. Uh, so I took my wife to that, and uh, she she actually uh, has um has thankfully fallen in love with with the Talking Heads. Like you know, one day we we're just like you know hanging out. She was like, and I just noticed like she had, she had picked the music. I went, oh okay, like you know, once in a lifetime, just one of her favorite songs. And then it just kept shuffling through Talking Heads song. I went, what did you just do? It says I'm just shuffling on Talking Heads. I went, I love you even more now. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. But she, I don't think she had ever seen them perform live, like like getting sort of recording stuff like that. So this was her first exposure to it. And uh, as soon as David Byrne finishes Psycho Killer, like the first song, she's like, she whispers to me. He is so young there. I went, yeah, I know. It goes, and we got to watch Peaky Blinders again. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's great. <laughs> the, uh, the, but, the, but there, there's a, there's a band kind of like, kind of thinking of where you are kind of musically. It's like, you can't peg them down to a particular style. Like you can see like every album, they kind of evolve, um, you know, Getting back to Devo, they they evolved, but their range was somewhat kind of limited. And 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 for okay for the for the um, Patreon viewer, this is this is what this is what the audio people are not getting is a yeah. fan. <laughs> it's a, it's a wider range for for the Talking Heads as, as they kind of went through their yeah. their musical the, journey. The non Patreon viewers don't see I'm in a giant oversized suit. As Correct, well. exactly. <laughs> so I don't know why I didn't bring it up in the first place. It was front of mind. Should have been. That's- yeah, if you don't pay the big bucks, you don't right. get the uh, you don't get Kyle B- Gordon in a Dave, uh, David Byrne suit. Exactly. You know, when are you going to start making sense? Hey, now we're on fire. <laughs> by the by the way, the, it, okay, again, this fucking Devo thing. Um, they had flyers out on the bar for like upcoming bands and stuff like that. And they, they, you know, the, the like Yola Tango, I think, is coming back and and that sort of thing. Um, but they had they had one as like a Talking Heads tribute band. It's called Start Making Sense. Yeah. Right. You can't that you can't beautiful. That. That's beautiful. That's where the bar is set. That's where the bar is set. <laughs> yeah. But no, like the, 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 um, just being able to like, to like l- listen, like I love, what gave you your exposure to that range of music? 
that you have that much appreciation of it that you would go forward and go, not only do I like that music, I'm going to make it funny. I guess it's a two-part question. One, how do you do that? And B, why do I hate you so much for having so much talent? Can you explain? Uh, you can start with the second part first if you want, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'd hate if I were you, I'd hate me too. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, I mean, I think it's in... In music and in everything, I, I'm just a very ADD person. Mm-hmm. So I go down like short, intense bursts of interest in particular things. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, like genres of music have always just like fascinated me. So I like to describe it as like my knowledge about music generally is, I mean, I'm just very interested in music, but then my knowledge is like an inch deep and a mile wide. Right. So right. I know a little bit about a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And then I, so I think that, you know, am I the world's foremost expert on bossa Nova? No. Am I the world's foremost, um, Canadian country export, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> person? No, but like, I know enough so that, like I was saying, like, I think the people who are experts can mm-hmm. appreciate it, but then people who aren't like the rest of the world. Right. Can kind of appreciate it too. Um, so yeah, but I've always just been like, you know, if you catch me at any time, I'm probably like halfway through a week of binging one particular type of music and then I'll sure. Right. Right now there's a whole bunch of people gathering torches and pitchforks and Timmins. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am, uh, yeah, I have no plans to come to Canada, but yeah, (laughs) at the moment, at the moment, but um, yeah, if they, uh, form a human chain across the okay. border to keep me from coming oh. in, that maybe make my mind up one way or the other. Uh, allow me to dispel that myth right now, Kyle. If you, if you came up here armed with a Shania Twain comedy song, they would carry you out on, sh- on their shoulders and erect a statue in your honor. Yeah. All right. So when, when, you know what, probably here's what will actually happen is like, People in Nashville will want to, you know, yes. throw me off the bridge. And then I'll, you know, like many Americans have mm-hmm. done, I'll flee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll flee up to Canada and I'll find safe haven there. And yeah. <laughs> I'm a I'm a Nashville draft dodger. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, that sound means it's time for your joke. Now, we this is the point where we invite the guest to uh, tell us their favorite street joke. Uh, it can be dirty. It can be clean. No isms, no obias. That's our thing. And uh, if you, the listener, want to send in a, uh, a joke for us to read on the show, we will gladly do it. You send it to jokes at oshopod.com. That's all you got to do. Kyle, go right ahead. Let's hear your joke. All right. So so the preamble, very briefly, here, mm-hmm. is, you know, as, as I've said, I've never really been a stand-up. My char- my comedy is all very musical-based. It's all very based in characters. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, like, when I tell people and, like, relatives in particular, like, I do comedy, you know, you get the classic thing of, like, oh, okay, tell me a joke. Yes. All right, tell me a joke. Mm-hmm. So this is the joke that I always, anytime, or anytime I ask me, uh, Anytime anyone asks me to tell them a joke or be funny, yep. this is what I go. So, what do you get when you cross a turtle and a porcupine? I don't know, Kyle. What do you get when you cross a turtle with a porcupine? Slowpoke. Beautiful. <laughs> See, <Little> clap. <laughs> you are way better than I am. 
<laughs> oh, I am so jealous of his talent. No, come up with that. Here's stuff. here's why. You let people off the hook. <laughs> I leave them dangling. <laughs> so when that happens to me, when uh, people and it is, it's always like that drunk person. You can you tell me, Joe. Yeah, we've all gone through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I will I will tell them this one. And uh, my wife, when she hears the setup, goes, "I'm out." And leaves. <laughs> and uh, it is in, you know, in the celebration of the show. Okay, so here's one. A guy is in World War II. He's on tour of duty. He uh, has a little break uh, where he's in, he's in kind of the Central Europe. Uh, and he ends up in Brussels on leave. And he uh, finds the town square. And just in the town square, there's a little cafe. And he goes in and he orders a slice of Bavarian cream pie. And uh, it's the best slice of pie he's ever had. Just monumentally delicious, enjoys it, goes back, finishes his tour of duty, gets back to his small town in in uh, in, in the U.S., and uh, he gets a, a parade, you know, like small town parade, you know, just like, hey, is there a local hero? And he came back and he's got the badges and the whole bit and the, 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 and, uh, the local paper comes over to interview him and says, hey, you know, you, I'm sure you saw some some horrors over there. I don't want you to go into that. But was there anything that brought you joy that that kind of gave you hope. He goes, well, I'll, I'll tell you right now, the thing that, that I loved was this little cafe in Brussels, and they had the best slice of Bavarian cream pie I've ever had in my life. And uh, I just kept coming back to that. It's like, you know, that kind of got me through. It was like, you know, in and amongst all this horror, there's this one little slice of civilization that you can, you can cling on to. Cut to a few years later, he's uh, diagnosed with cancer. He has three months to live. So he says to himself, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to find that place in, in Brussels. I'm going to go and get myself a slice of that Bavarian cream pie. Now, this is where you as a comic and I as a comic do the uh, thing that you've never heard before of the aristocrats where you jazz riff everything, right? So you jazz riff the entire joke. So it's like the guy fly and then the plane and then the, the, it loses a wing and it crashes in the ocean and he loses a leg to a shark and he's got a shoelace and he ties it to the thing and then he gets on the island and then you, you just retell the entire story of Castaway and then he gets on a raft and then he comes back and he's and he's, he lands on the beach of Normandy and he sees, oh my God, I remember this place, not better now. And so he closes his way up the beach and he sees a bus that says Brussels on it and he clings to the bottom of it because he doesn't have a wallet with him because it washed away and so he's bumping along and you can give him like all sort of the traffic roads and stuff like that and he gets into Brussels and he drops out from underneath the bus into the town square and he looks over and he sees the cafe sandwiched between a Starbucks and another Starbucks and so he claws his way over there no legs because they've been eaten by sharks just rattered and tat and he just has this one little clip of money that he's been saving this entire time and he claws his way onto the stool and the way comes over and looks at him and goes you've had a day he goes yeah and he goes well what can i get you and he goes i would like a slice of your bavarian cream pie and he goes one moment sir and he just says i can't believe it i finally made it this thing i can die a happy man and the waiter comes over and says i am sorry sir we're out of bavarian cream pie and he says okay i'll have peach <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah hell yeah hell yeah hell yeah you know what would be the most fucked up is if Every time you told that, your your wife was like, "Oh, he's telling you." Oh, he's again. telling it. Oh, goodness, <laughs> yeah, guys, come on! Right, I and then and then at the end end of it, I have to go. Okay, here's in twenty bucks as we discussed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. <laughs> um, Kyle Gordon is great. Is the name of the album? When does it come out? November tenth. Beautiful. So, are you doing dates in advance to promote this? What are you What are you doing around that? Yeah, so I'm going to be doing three 
dates in the UK okay. at the end of October. Beauty. So London, Manchester, Glasgow. Beauty. Um, yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, first international shows. Uh, then I'm doing some in the Midwest. Okay. Uh, I'll have a New York show uh, at the end of December. And then probably in the spring, I'll do a West Coast tour. So I am going to go out to Vancouver in the spring. Beautiful. So that's my uh, one Canada uh, excursion thus far. But mm -hmm. hopefully, I, you know, I want to get up to Toronto. And yeah. If you hit Toronto, Darcy will see you there. If you hit Ottawa, I will see you there. And sorry, what were they again? Glasgow and what were the other two UK dates? London and Manchester. London and Manchester. Because um, uh, I have listeners on another podcast uh, from Glasgow and kind of all around the UK. So um, we will um, uh, put, the, put that out there so that people can come and see you and uh, hear your lovely dubstep comedy of meows and farts. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Kyle, thank you so much for being here. You, this was fantastic. You're welcome anytime. Anytime. Oh, appreciate you. Yeah, this was really fun. Awesome. Thanks for listening to OK So Here's One, a podcast celebrating street jokes. Thank you to Kyle Gordon for telling his joke. It was wonderful. I also love the fact that I got to tell mine too. Same situation. Ladies and gentlemen, just a, just a side note. Don't come up to comedians at parties and say, tell us a joke. That's what's going to happen. One of those two situations. You can follow Kyle on Instagram at Kyle Gordon is great. And make sure you pre-order his new album, Kyle Gordon is great. So that's branding. You can find 23 seasons of our previous podcast, Comedy by the Pub, uh, that feature many previous guests that you uh, have heard on this show. You can find that at comedyabovethepub.com or wherever fine podcasts are available. If you like this show, okay, so here's one. Tell your friends, like and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to us on, and leave a review, please. And we ask you that you leave, just like the old days, five stars, talk shit about us in the commentary. Five stars. Talk shit about us in the commentary. The show is produced by Darcy Finder. Our music is done by Larry Bryant. Artwork is done by Wojtek Arkashuski. And if you have a joke you would like us to tell on the show, you can send it to us. It can be dirty or clean, no isms, no obias. You send your jokes to jokes at oshopod.com. That's J-O-K-E-S. I don't know why I spelled out jokes, but it's jokes at oshopod.com, which stands for OK, so here's one pod. You can send any questions or comments about the show to show at oshopod.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at oshopod. You can follow me personally on the same platforms at heyitstva underscore on Instagram. Long story. From my upcoming live performances, and there are a few coming up, uh, you can check them out at heyitstva.com slash calendar. Feel free to join our Patreon for $3 a month and you get full, raw, unedited video feed that we use to create the shows from, uh, plus bonus perks and extra jokes. And you can do that at patreon.com slash oshopod. I'm Todd and Allen on behalf of Kyle Gordon, the no longer erstwhile Darcy, and myself. Thank you for listening to OK So Here's One. Jimmy, Bobby, and Monty, you are always the podcast.